aggressive blinking in his direction. I liked it. Welcome it to was an, on beat. It was. Welcome to another episode of Mountaineer Kingdom Dude Talk. Real men, manly talk. And filling in for our absent buddy Andy. Mr. Matt McJoten's back. Good morning. Back. Yeah, good morning. This coffee's morning. kicking in and out. I'm enjoying it. Um, <laughs> last time you were here, we talked about some pretty serious stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. we dived into that a little bit. And some of the conversations... That into it, too. Dove right in, buddy. Is that what you're looking for? Dove? I think it's dive. Anyways. Um, some of the conversations that came up about that was our purpose in the kingdom. Um is outside the kingdom is outside and that's where we we need we, we go to work um and there's i mean there's i don't know if we'll have 45 minutes to dive into all of that but that's a lot mm. and um it's just it makes it reminds me of his grace and reminds me of his provision and his hand is on us every step of the way if we stop and recognize it mm-hmm. yeah i i agree i mean the timing of of all this and I was kind of talking about it with uh, guys on Wednesday night when I was filling in for a brother on Wednesday night. And um, this thing about faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. And that kind of inspired some discussion amongst us guys. But this thing about purpose, I've been really been eating up uh, podcasts about kingdom, about purpose, about timing, about your calling about your mission, knowing your gifts, knowing your talents. And for some reason, it really makes me tick because with, you know, the hard discussion we had last time I was on here about, uh, you know, the passing of my father, there's just some things that have really made me think, how much time do I have to accomplish what I was sent here to do? Yeah. And so the thing is, over the past couple of years, is like, I feel like the Lord's telling me, Matt, find your purpose. Search it, finding your purpose. Know why you were designed and get to it. And, um, you know, I guess I'll just share this right now. So there was, uh, and I'll leave names out of it, but the the purpose of why I'm saying it, you'll get. I was at a church service, and this evangelist called up this individual to get prayed for. And they were talking about the uh, hindrances that this mm-hmm. person was having. And they said that, you know, it's been a demonic attack to keep you from what God wants you to do. And they said, God's going to remove these hindrances so that you can move forward in what you're supposed to be doing. And um, he said, now, whenever the Holy Spirit talks to you, and, and however that comes out, I know how he talks to me, but whatever he says to you, you need to get to it. And whenever he said that, there was a there was a time frame around it. Yeah, is is that's that's I mean that's how it really felt to me when he said get to it. You got to get to it. I'm like okay. Instead of just do it. Right, right. I mean, a sense of urgency. Yeah, the sense of urgency. I'm like, wow, okay. And then I was at uh, some leadership training at at the church, and we were just there's a lot of things that was just circulating around as far as words. And I wrote a little uh, note to myself and shared it with the table. And I said, words and timing are colliding. Hmm. And so um, it's very interesting how it unfolded. And so in that word that I wrote down, I was saying that there is a buildup 
of something happening that's going to be manifested in the natural. So uh, I think it's for me, my time in my life, uh, how I'm seeing it is that there's a collection of things that have been happening mm-hmm. that has caused uh, uh, a reaction and has me doing certain things to where I, I've been building on something and now it's time to just let it show, let it blossom. And so that's where that's really where I'm at right now is that whatever I've been going through, whatever heavy lifting I've been doing for whatever purpose it's about to come to fruition of why I needed to go through that is this the first I don't like using the word season as much as something you know it's this season I'm in this season yeah first time or is this one of the times in your life that you've had such a sense of urgency to do this this is this is the first time I've been here I I, I've never been in this place before Mm -hmm. uh you know, and I, I've thought about a lot of stuff. I'm like, like when I played football in high school, and and then I went on to to college. You just like you just say, okay, I'll just go to the next phase. You know, NFL's not a thing for me. You know, arena league, whatever. I'm just I'm going to get a job. I'm, I graduate. I'm going to get a job. And you know, I was dating, engaged a little bit long after, not too long after that. So it's like you know, it's, there's just this pattern that your life follows, but. All the things that's been happening with politics, COVID, uh, life things as far as you know, family members passing away has just interjected me just totally different thinking. Your two words, I've been just kind of stewing about them. Uh, you said uh, words and timing are colliding. Uh-huh. Well, who is the word? Yeah, that's right. God is the word. Yeah. And only he knows mm-hmm. the timing on things. Right. So then I thought about prophecy, our mm-hmm. words from mm-hmm. from God, and there's never been a time frame on that. Well, some some prophets like to put time frames on it, but you know I don't I don't try to listen to time right. frames because it's you know God is God. But when the word and timing starts to collide, maybe that's the time we're going to see some major moves of God, you know, and especially with things going on politically in this. This country, we, we hear all these words and all these allegations and all this stuff. Something is starting to move. So maybe uh, there's something to that. God or word being God and, and time and colliding like it's something about that. Yeah, well, and I think part of it is, too, just uh, the revelations of, of God's word. Like I'm, I'm thinking about God's word differently. When I open God's word, I'm seeing today unfold. You know, yeah. I'm seeing contrast. I'm seeing hypocrisy. I'm seeing how... We need to handle it's everywhere. things. And it's like, I, and whenever you just read through the word, I don't know how many times we've been in Sunday school class. I'm like, uh, is this scenario for today? And everyone's mm-hmm. like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, it's it's crazy that here we are. There's something that's been written so long ago. Yeah. Once again, proven to be the principal thing we need to base our well, life off of. One of the things that's been on my mind and heart that, that I have I've not been able to stop studying, it's like, okay, I've, I've been reading Kings for a long time now. Why am I still in this book? We've talked about the old demons and old gods returning. And uh-huh. the attack and, and First Kings with Fermatra, and again, I don't know why I just keep going back to this. It's, it's the same principle and the same things that are happening in America. Mm-hmm. And if there's not a movement from the remnant 
of God that can make a change, America is going to implode from the inside, just like mm-hmm. Israel did. But God saves those few, to, th- those men to stand up and quit being so passive and go use the authority that God gave you, right? Mm-hmm. Why are we wavering among two opinions? God told Moses, why are you asking me this again? I said, go. Mm-hmm. Now's the time to go. And it's words colliding or the will of God and his timing meshing up. Because we can have his will and not his timing. And that's mm-hmm. a, that's not good. We can right. have the timing, but maybe not the will. And that's not good. It's got to be his, that perfect balance. Well, like, you know, Satan runs off the same playbook. He just uses different timing for, for different things. So, like... Was it um, who was the old the Old Testament prophet Balaam mm-hmm. or Balak that Balak. W- Balak who was who was hired to curse Israel and when he when he went out to mm. to curse yeah. Israel all he did was bless Israel mm-hmm. but where he succeeded was he then was able to get the the Jews to start speaking and dividing amongst themselves and and and, and speaking against God internally so the blessing was poured down. But then the curse actually ended up being them talking negatively about God and turning away from God in their hearts. And that's, if you look, that's what happened. You fast forward, that's what happened during the the times of the kings. You fast forward to today, and that's exactly what's happening now. And that's the reason why these old demons are coming back, is because Christianity is, is, is being pushed out. Right. Not so much from the external, but internally. Yeah. It's so much, so much with the church. I mean, I, I, the blog that I wrote this this week on on Facebook really talked about how there's um, different attacks that, that are coming into the church itself that we're allowing to happen, and by preaching, by by speaking, I, I don't really want to call it preaching behind the pulpit if they're not actually preaching the word of God, but they're speaking things that are actually contrary to the word of God. People are spiritually ignorant. So they're listening to it and believing it, and then ultimately it's causing the church to crumble within. Mm-hmm. So let's um, let's start from where you kind of so your the passing of your father was mm-hmm. this where you this kind of started motivating you or getting along this mindset? Well, I think the passing of my father just it, uh, yeah it lit a fire under me to ask different questions to realize that. Um, things are hitting more personal mm-hmm. like when you have uh your so for me it was my sister's father-in-law the year of 2020 then it was my father-in-law the next year and then three months after that um it was my my brother-in-law's uh father-in-law who passed away and then it was my dad. So I'm like, I mean, you. It's like it's crazy that these four guys that had some type of connection and tie to our family, as a fatherhead, as a figurehead, is now gone. And we know the importance of fathers. And we know the importance of men in marriage. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, there's a there's a huge attack here. And so um, that hasn't spurred me on but um i think back in uh, like 2019 was whenever i was really thinking more about purpose and calling um you know what no 2018 actually when i moved from home health to hospice Mm -hmm. is when uh, it kicked into gear 
uh, and just why am I doing this job? You know, why am I going to a job? What am I doing here? How how's Christ being revealed in what I'm doing? Those kinds of things. And then as I started getting into uh, more of hospice conversations and hooking people up to resources that need it and seeing that side of life, it really made me start thinking a lot differently. So now I almost have a motto. It's like my motto is making sure that I connect people to resources, hmm. whatever that is. Well, and for hospice, it's you know getting physicians to understand that there's patients that need the services that we provide. Okay, let help me. Let me help you coordinate those services. But obviously, in life, uh, you know, in church, it's whenever I'm teaching, it's like, can I connect you to the resource of what I've been learning about faith? Yeah, you know, those kinds of things. So I like your personal uh, your personal vision statement there of connecting people to resources. Yeah, and that's the that's your personal like mission vision statement that that forces you not really forces you but drives you. It's that north star for you that follows in behind behind the bible well yeah and, and so that I, I made this statement that i've never before in life felt like my professional life and my personal life have just become gelled into one and um so connecting people to resources means a lot right now and um uh, I guess I could go down a pathway where it really connects for me, but obviously we talked about the example of hospice. We've talked about the example of connecting people to God's Word because they need to be spiritually fed. But, you know, uh, is there an opportunity for our family to be in a position where we have property, where we could grow a lot of uh, plants for vegetation, for fruit and vegetables mm-hmm. because you talk about all the sh- the shortages the food supply i so it, it's coming into more practical sense for me how am i connecting people to resources that's interesting it reminds me of a uh, miles monroe message where he's talking about and it, you know later on in life he through, through the blessings and resources of the lord was very he was well off he uh-huh. didn't want for much but he still grew his own vegetables. Yeah, that's right. Because it's already been provided. Why am I going over here to get something when the Lord's provided me the access and resources to do it on my own? Yeah. And he's like, you want to save money? Grow some corn. If you can, if you have that, I mean, you want to, you can. You don't have to go out and get it when the Lord's already provided it. I'll tell you, there's there's something about gardening. Uh, an old gentleman from our church, he's, he's a big-time farmer, gardener, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he saves us plants every year. So we got a late start putting stuff in our garden, but he's already been growing it in a uh, greenhouse for us. But anyway, I picked it up yesterday, and he was just showing me around his whole property, everything he's got growing. And I'm just like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got grapes. He's got plums, peaches, apples, oranges. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything. He's growing everything. And so I'm looking, at his, I'm looking at his fields, and I even said to him, I said, it is amazing when you look at a garden because at this time he's chopping up some cauliflower to give to, to give it to us. It's growing out of the ground, you know. Mm-hmm. And then some of that stuff wasn't even out of the dirt yesterday, and now it's six inches tall. Mm-hmm. So you just think of how how awesome God is create creates those things. And I said you really can't get much closer to God when when you're gardening, can you? And I won't say his name, but he's like, no. He said six a.m. I'm out here till dark, and I'm with God all day long. Wow. And so it's just, it's interesting when you bring up gardening and just how I was just talking about yesterday. And, 
you know, and we said this about hiking, you know, when we're out in the mountains and we're by ourselves and we we're with each other, but you have no phones, you have no TV, you have the stars, you have the trees. And when you're out in the, in the deeper wilderness, it's, you're really close yeah. to the Lord. When you see those stars with no other lights around. We, we remove those distractions right. and then we can see him for who he is and what he provides instead of through our distracted lenses. Mm-hmm. Um, life, work, kids, family, some of this stuff gets in the way. But what you said, which was really cool, is that can all mesh. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it takes work. It's not easy. It's not going to be handed to you. But it can mesh, and when it does, and you can see God through all of that, that's when you know that purpose and that timing is starting to, to line up. Yeah, well, <clears throat> when Ryan was talking, I was thinking about uh, a message that I heard that, you know, God has given us the ability to get wealth. Um, and whenever, um, you know, when God created Adam, you know, he did not give him a chair to set in, but he gave him trees to work with yeah you know so i mean he adam had to go make that and um so there's something about knowing what we were designed to do and the ability that god has given us with the resources that we have here so he didn't give us these phones but he gave somebody the mind to put the resources that's here on earth together to make a phone where it made it really convenient for us mm-hmm. and so like i'm i'm now that i'm thinking about through the lens of <clears throat> connecting people to resources i'm like what should i be studying what ability should i be employing with the resources that god has given us uh you know like selling water i mean it's just it's it's crazy that, that <laughs> selling water but like someone took a resource from the earth and when miles monroe talks about we he has given us dominion over the earth Mm -hmm. over the resources i think i asked a question in class one time uh you know like why does bill gates get to be the one who gets to dominate what the resources of the earth offer up because he sold us so Oh, he did. Did I say that out loud? But well, the thing is, but the thing is, okay. And in that line of thinking, greater is He that's in me than He that's in the world. Mm -hmm. If that is to be true, and we believe that, why aren't I performing on a level that an unbeliever who serves the devil? Why? Why? Why aren't I? more so than where what he is it's an age-old question man it's, it's, you know what i mean i mean it's like well, but i use that question not so much as direct as like is there something i should be doing and should i be looking through the lens of god's word a little bit better about you've you've given me the ability to get wealth you've called me to have dominion over the resources of the earth now give me the vision the wisdom to put it together where it's actually going to deliver resources to people and in that process you can come very very prosperous and and to be prosperous for what not to hoard money mm-hmm. but then use the money that you make to then help other people yeah you know so it's just that cyclical but i know what you were asking was more of a um, a rhetorical question not necessarily looking for an answer on it but it if if this is a question that that i've asked a lot myself is why 
why was the first century church doing so many miracles mm. when it's it's the same God, it's the same Holy Spirit that was here from the foundation of the world. It's what Paul talks about in Romans mm-hmm. and um, in Ephesians. And why is it that in certain parts of third world, um, you, uh, earth, like you got Africa and, and different places in, in, um, even the middle East where blind people were given their vision back. God is healing them of blindness. God's healing the deaf. He's healing, um, lame and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Why are we not having that in the United in the church here in the United States? And I think some of what I feel that God has kind of shared with me on that is that we, uh, in the Western church, we've weakened the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. We've weakened the church. We, you talk about resources compared to like a Bill Gates being worth what $70 billion or whatever it is that, that he's worth. We've developed this mindset that because there's, there's the one, the one story in the Bible where it says it's harder for a rich man to get through, uh, didn't need over a camel. Yes, word. thank you. Yeah. You didn't have a yeah. camel to go through an eye of a needle. Got to go through an eye of a needle. needle. And so automatically everyone's like, well, if you're wealthy, then you can't be a Christian. Mm-hmm. But if that's the case, like Solomon was an anointed king mm-hmm. and was the wealthiest man ever. Mm-hmm. And obviously he, he made some questionable decisions later in his life, but like, uh, Let's put it lightly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but I think in in the in, in the the church, especially the Western church, we've we've taken a lot of worldly identities mm-hmm. and merged them into into create a religion instead of an experience with God. Well, that's what that's what I was going to say. I mean the the parable that you're speaking of is not talking about you cannot be rich. It's mm-hmm. what do you put what do you put your hope in. Mm-hmm. What are you putting your trust in? Mm-hmm. So, like you said, people in, in Africa, and actually that reminded me of Miss America pageant. Why do you think people can't locate America on the maps? I personally believe that everywhere like such as Africa and Saudi Arabia, <laughs> it was it was awful. That's what I thought of when you said that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, See, you know, so, I, I wasn't the one to derail that one. I'm, so I'm, people getting healed in, in African <laughs> You know, in the bush, you know, they don't have anything to distract them. You know what I mean? Less distractions. Yeah. Less distractions. And so they they never hear the word of God. What are you doing? <laughs> Ignore him. <laughs> see what I deal with? Do you see what I... Oh, uh, gosh. He needs to get healed in the bush. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... <laughs> so, no, to, I, go I, ahead. I'm trying to get you back on track. Uh, Sleep deprivation is what it is. But <laughs> where was I going? Okay. The Miss America, Africa, Saudi Arabia. There's no distractions. Bush. There's no distractions, distractions yeah. for people here. So here in America, and like Matt said, so we have people selling water. We have people making phones, making medicine. Those are all great things because those came from Holy Spirit, you know, whispered ideas, if mm-hmm. you ask me. Mm-hmm. But we, we rely on these things. So that verse, uh, you know, it's easier for a rich man 
how's it go again? It's easier for the needle to go through a camel's eye than a rich right. man to get into heaven. So that doesn't mean we can't we can't be wealthy and be Christians. It just means what do we put our hope in? Right. You know. And so going back to to Bill Gates, why does he get to do this? Proverbs thirteen twenty two says, "A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children, but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous." When is that going to happen? Yeah, I, I don't know. Words mm. and timing. That's right. So we just have to believe. If we believe anything in the Bible, we have to believe all things in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So we got to believe I, there are some bad people with money. There's good people with money mm-hmm. who are fighting the good fight, right? Doing good things with that money. Everybody, every one of us in here make a good living, and we p- spend our time and money on things for expanding the kingdom. We know this. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. What do we do with what we have, the resources that we have? Are we doing it to honor God? I believe so. So eventually, Proverbs thirteen twenty two is going to ring true for us. Mm-hmm. We're going to be able to leave an inheritance for our children's children. And on top of that, sinner's wealth is going to be given to the righteous. Yeah, I think there's uh, there's been a couple years now been talking about you know, the wealth transfer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm kind of interested, like, how is that going to unfold and what that's going to actually look like? Because you have, you know, as the dollars dropping in value and this thing with Bitcoin and then the, the whole thing with a race to buy silver and buy gold, you know, really what all this is going to look like, along with the central banking digital currency. Uh, you know, talk about the Great Reset and there's the evil that wants their Great Reset and the good that's trying to do its Great Reset. It's going to be interesting to see how all this unfolds, and I'm asking myself, where am I in? Where am I at in the mix? What am I doing with my money? I mean, a lot of people's like, get out of, get out of fiat, and mm-hmm. fiat is actual tangible cash. Yeah, because it, because it's not going to be worth anything, and so I'm like, I don't even know what to, uh, I don't even know what to do at this point, uh, except and like, who do I listen to? So back to what uh, Ryan was saying, like, what are we putting our trust in? What are we putting our hope in? And uh, that was kind of like what I was talking about with these guys on Wednesday. I have it's, no idea. I have, yeah, he's just <laughs> I, My phone's going off, and it's like. It's sorry, just... sorry, like, I'm still stuck on getting a, a needle through a camel's eye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so just well, so, we said, don't, well, so, so we don't butcher this. So we don't butcher this anymore. It's Luke 1825. It is easier <laughs> For a camel to go through the eye of a needle. You got it. Then for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Not for a camel to go through a needle. Same concept. Not, no, not a needle go through a camel's eye. Going through a camel. I just figured out our short for this week. That one. Yeah. <laughs> well, when, when you, you have a laughing yourself. person constantly. <laughs> right. It's hard to stay focused. Uh, it is. It is. Well, you, you covered yourself okay. when you said give or take. Right. I, I'm like, ah, something's <laughs> not right that in co- there. That covers everything. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Hey, I said with all due respect, I should be able to say what I want. Now. I'm going to stab <laughs> this camel in the eye. Now, before it's, it's all declassified. <laughs> yeah. It's Sorry. all declassified. The, the one thing I did want to ask you about was. You were just um, vice president. Right. That's right. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> we're getting there next. Um, next. That'll be the next episode. Everybody. Yeah. How much, how much time do you have for this? Uh, about five minutes. Okay. But I wanted to ask you this because I think this is. That's wrong. What I'm learning about my purpose is I'm already down with, with, with you guys starting part of it. I think there's more to come from yeah. this podcast yeah. is I think we were born for such a time as this and we were born just early enough to not be affected by this woke nonsense. Mm-hmm. And we still had. Yeah. Read that for us. Oh, good. And I think my purpose is 
to start bringing the call out, right? Bring the call of, hey, man, we got to be men again. We can't be effeminate. We cannot bow to the needs of others. We take care of our, we have a personal relationship with God. We take care of our family. It all starts in the home first. Mm -hmm. And then once we have allowed his will and timing to take effect and we have the resources to do it, then we go out and then we start preaching the word, just like the, the early church did. My job isn't to worry or wonder what somebody else is doing. And I, I mean, I get, I'm not trying to say that in a negative way for your Bill Gates comment, but my job isn't to worry about Bill Gates. Mm -hmm. My job is to worry about my relationship with God, my family, and then I move forward. <clears throat> so instead of asking questions about, well, why this, what, we've had this in Sunday school class, why do evil people prosper? I'm not even going to worry about it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to worry about what God wants me to do so that it can get done with his timing. Mm -hmm. And if I focus on that and I take back and keep the authority that was given to me through Christ, then I don't have to worry about any of that other nonsense. So it kind of simplifies it for me. Yeah. You want to read this or not? I was pointing to you because you were talking about purpose. Oh, I thought you wanted me to continue my comment. So he, Ron looked up the definition of purpose, and it <laughs> says, the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. Uh, have one's intention or objective. So that, uh, that, that's what I was pointing out. I mean, this is just a, a standard definition yeah. of purpose. And the reason for which something was done or created, why does it exist? And we as men, we have a purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about all the time, God is a God of order. God created man first so that we can be the leaders of our home, leaders in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, so we have to, like you, like you were saying, Josh, we can't just sit back and be wimps about it and tuck our tails and let things happen. I mean, there's some things that, you know, we're going to suffer through as Christians, but that doesn't mean we'll lay down. Mm -hmm. You know, it means we get back up and remember our purpose, why God yep. created us. Just like a lighthouse in the ocean in a storm, it's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Right. It's holding us ground. Yeah, well, you, you look at Ephesians, and it talks about how we were predestined. And, you know, before the foundation of the world, like what God had planned for us, there, there was a lot of stuff that happened along the way that I don't think was in God's perfect plan, but... Ultimately, he saw the five of us sitting around his table talking about this discussion on this very day, not necessarily for somebody that's watching this week, but potentially someone that's going to be watching this five, six, eight years from now, or even during the tribulation. Hmm. It's going to be there. It'll be there. And by five of us, you mean the four of us talking and you laughing? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't talk. <laughs> um, well, well, one quick thought, yep. real quick, uh, is before he giggles. So, <laughs> oh, when you're talking about not even really paying attention to Bill Gates and other people, I think whenever we pursue our purpose and it, we get so much enjoyment out of it, we will not be even thinking about what other people are really doing because we're so fueled by what we're designed to do. And I, I use a lot of times like the difference between a phone and a hammer. Like you don't see a phone going around hammering nails, mm -hmm. but a hammer loves to do it. Right. And so it's, uh, what are you designed? What are you manufactured to do? Because if you're doing something you shouldn't be, you're going to be miserable. You're going to be looking at everyone else having a great time. And here <clears throat> I am miserable, uh, not doing the things that bring me joy. So finding our gifts, our talents, and our purpose has us not even really comparing ourselves. 
I'll finish up, and I'll just raise my hand for later. Oh, was, I mean, doesn't even have us really even comparing ourselves. Yeah, he, I thought it was supposed to be one finger. It wasn't he? Like Andy hand. likes to do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's like this isn't. I got you. Yeah. yeah, it's a classroom. What? So I, I was just going to say, my final thought is again, you're talking about our purpose and our joy. We don't let anybody distract us from that stuff. So for for listeners out there that don't really know the Lord, and don't know the joy of the Lord that comes with that. Is that's why we're able to to face every day. Mm-hmm. We have troubles, you know, because just because we're Christians doesn't mean we're not going to go through times of mm. of trouble. But I think you know, of anything sometimes more. Right? Yeah. I mean, we're 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 persecuted, we're attacked, and the devil devil doesn't care about someone he already has. Yeah. He wants to get everybody. Mm-hmm. So just where I'm going with this is, if you don't know the Lord, you can rest in Him in times of trouble, and that's how we're able to get through day every day because. Right. You know, I look at I look at things that people are going through every day, and I'm like, and if they don't have the Lord, how are they even going to make it? Yeah. And then I see people going through things that has the Lord, and I'm only, and then I say, it's only because of God right. that they're able to get up the next. What morning. a small switch. Yeah. That is. It is. Hmm. Uh, it, That's good. It, yeah. It's just, I don't know. That just hit me when mm-hmm. you were talking about that. Mm-hmm. Well, I would just encourage you that the Bible says that homes will be divided over Christ. Decisions will be made through spiritual people or through fleshly people. And I know personally some of the family stuff that we've went through is there's things that happen to very close family that I'm like, you know what? My family, my home will not be around this. Can't do it. I can't expose my kids to this. I don't care if you're blood-related or not. My kids will not be here. And if I'm the bad guy, God gave me big shoulders. I'll handle it. Mm -hmm. I don't. I love my kids more than I care about your feelings. Mm-hmm. And I'm tired of as impressionable as they are. And to me, they'll probably always be impressionable, even when they're 30 and I'm whatever. What did you just say to my son? He's 30. I don't care. Dude, I will jack you up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, but God sees us that way. He knows that no matter what we go through, we're, we're, we're impressionable. I mean, Adam and Eve walked with God. Jews yeah, saw fire and clouds. Uh, they saw seas part. They saw rivers part. They saw a man trying to do good. Forgot and they his, still complain. And forgot his name, and he went up to save the ark from falling, and he dropped dead. Mm-hmm. Right? They see these things, but yet they still mm-hmm. turned. We do the same thing. It's just a different age at a different time. But God still is trying to protect and develop us because we're still impressionable to sin because of the what we were born into. Mm. And my mine is just a call to action. It's get up, go find your purpose, have a relationship with the Lord, and lead your family and stop allowing your fo- the phones and the internet and this woke liberal nonsense to do it for you because they're going to do it, right? Adam sidesteps his authority in the garden. Satan swoops in. Stop letting Satan swoop in. Mm-hmm. Want to laugh before we close up? Give it to God. No. <laughs> Give it to God. No, I'm good. <laughs> he just messaged me. He said, do the wrap-up. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Do the wrap-up. <laughs> Thanks, as always, for tuning in here to Mountaineer Kingdom Dude Talk. Uh, If you're liking what you hear, make sure you like and subscribe below so you continue to get all of our upcoming podcasts, some of our shorts and things of that nature. Uh, Visit our website at mkdudetalk.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, uh, shoot us an email at mkdudetalk at gmail.com. We're also on most of the social media platforms. So, (laughs) so fine. Find us on Facebook. You see a lot of Jared's blog posts there and things of that nature. 
Um, and as always, thank you, McJay, for filling in today. Yeah, man. For the vacationing. Okay, Andy. So, uh, we'll re- <laughs> not here, Andy, anymore. That's yeah, we're name. not here, Andy. You hear that, Andy? Not here, Andy. <laughs> uh, so, for the yes man, Jared, McJay, Matt, the coach, Ryan, our host, Josh, I am Nick for Mountaineer Kingdom Dude Talk. Real men, manly talk. the rubber band. I thought that was starting. I'm like, whoa, that sounded just like that. <laughs> no, it's just him screwing with me. <laughs> yeah. Don't know what to do with my hands. MKDudeTalk at gmail.com. MKDudeTalk.com.